You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us here at the lakers fast break and if you can Please support us at thrivefantasy.com or download Thrive Fantasy on your app today for daily fantasy sports betting and also player props for the NBA, NFL, coming soon, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Just go ahead and drop in the code LFB on the checkout on your first deposit and they'll match it dollar for dollar up to $50 from our friends at Thrive Fantasy. But the Lakers did sneak out LeBron's kind of iffy shot selection aside Mm -hmm. and also missed free throws again down the stretch even after they made their first 30 both teams combined went 30 for 30 up until that point but they did pull it out and you know what lebron did come through for us in the end 117 to 115 schroeder hit a couple nice shots montrose harold had a much better game today some things i'm going to go ahead and say you know what they did pull through wesley matthews four for eight from the three-point area Obviously, those are good things that you want to talk about. THT gave you a little bit of a oomph right there for you from time to time as well. But also here to talk about everything that's going on with today's game. And I, guys, I want you, before we end of the show, I want you to go ahead and give me your one team that's a surprise to you, whether it's good or bad at this point in time of the season. So I want you guys to think about that. So you guys go ahead and do that. But before we do... It is the Magic Man. It is Sean Grice. You got to go ahead and check out everything that he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. And Sean, I will tell you once again, like I told Laker Tom, this chocolate milk <laughs> is tasting real good. I'm glad we pulled out the W, Gerald. Chicago basically played a perfect road game with a victory. They, they out-rebounded us. They had a better assist to turnover ratio. They protected the ball. They shot over 50%. They got pretty much good looks whenever they wanted to get switches on a Caruso. Or, I mean, Zach was killing everybody, man. He had 19 points in the first quarter. Kuzma couldn't stop him. Caruso couldn't stop him. You know, Chicago is a surprise so far. And I think they're playing a better brand of basketball than I expected. But I think they will eventually fall back to earth. I mean, they're a young team, too, as well. So they've got some young assets. And I know Zach Levine, I'm not sure if he, you know, as long as they play like 500 or below, 
I'm not sure if he ends the season with them because he's going to be a valuable trade commodity. And I know Laker Tom's thinking, oh, God, here he goes with the trade commodities again. But I'm looking down the line when it comes to the San Antonios and the Chicago's of the world, these middling teams right around 500, where do you have something that you can offer someone else to advance your team in a better slot going forward? So I'm going to go ahead and say right now, Zach Levine played really well, but you are going to get that for him if he's getting all these shots. If he's on a contending team, like let's say the Lakers, and I know Laker Tom, you and I have spoken about this, I think from January, early last year, we, we had been talking about this as well, Zach Levine possibly joined the Lakers. That might be a tough deal because he doesn't give you much on the defensive end. And right now that's what the Lakers need more than anything is a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball. But Laker Tom, I also think with AD out of the lineup, again, so many points in the paint. I thought that maybe, and I know you get mad at me when I say this, but they sure could use someone right now coming off the bench with a little bit more height. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, This is a perfect example of that. I mean, we got outscored, I think, by almost 20 points in the points in the paint. And we had nobody who could handle Carter underneath. And, and, you know, and, and obviously this team is built around AD being the five. That's how we're going to close games in the playoffs. That's how we're probably going to close games down the stretch. And Gasol, Gasol has been playing fairly well. He made some good plays on defense, but he's not going, he's going to have trouble with somebody who's long and athletic. And, and basically I'm sure that the Lakers are going to be looking for some help in that way when they get their 15th player available. And I think that's, Sometime in, not until sometime in February, I believe yeah. that we're going to be able to do that. And it's interesting that they haven't, they have not resorted to going to Kaycock or Antetokounmpo. Uh, they obviously don't feel that either one of them can can fill that particular role. Let me ask you: Would you, if your coach, really want to go to them? No, really I, I think you're better off. Them? You're better off to play small. There, there was a great article by Tim Cranjus. Uh, in the, that I posted on Twitter and he basically was just going through exactly all of the changes that we've been talking about that the Lakers have done in trying to replicate the defense that they had in the finals, um, which is basically the total opposite of the drop coverage thing where they're really trying to get more rotations, quicker rotations, challenges for all kinds of shots and, and relying on, on a lot of trapping. And when you do that trapping type of, of defensive attacks, you're going to leave people open, which is what we what happened to us against San Antonio. Um, in this particular game, what happened is we really didn't have anybody who could stop Zach Levine. You know, he he basically could get to the basket at will, and we didn't have any obviously any rim protection to basically stop him from scoring with AD out of the game. I always thought that we really needed another big center, and that's why I was so high on Deadman possibly or somebody like him who could also be a stretch five, as well as having some size to protect at the rim. And it is a weakness that we have right now, um, but we're also we're also too struggling, I think, to, as I've said many times, to, to integrate five new players, to integrate a new type of defense that, that doesn't rely on the rim protection that we had last year and the shot blocking we had last year. And AD and LeBron both are not playing the type of defense they played in the finals, AD especially. I mean, you can tell that simply by the fact that uh, he's tied with with Marcus All for the number of most blocks on the team at 11, you know, and that's 
you wouldn't expect that, especially no. considering the lack of, of real rim protection that you get from Mark. He's going to, you know, occasionally he'll block a shot like he did tonight, but most of the time it's stripping the ball from somebody and playing good position defense and having him take a tough shot with some physicality against him. So, you know, it's a good overall win. And again, like every game, teams get up for the Lakers. They play well against the Lakers, you know. And there Chicago's were, had a pretty decent streaks, road trip. You know, there were streaks there where, you know, you just have to recognize that these guys are NBA players. These are, they're, they're, you know, 300 of the best players in the goddamn world. And they definitely came out there and, and performed that way. Sean. Well, yeah. No, I just, well, hold on. I wanted to say this. Chicago's been on a good road trip. They had mm-hmm. a very productive road trip and they've had some wins where they surprised some people. I think they won at Portland for starters. So they had uh, some good games out there. So they were coming in very confident coming into the game. I wanted to ask you this based off of last night's game. And, and I know we were recording at the time, so we couldn't obviously see the presser that took place after the game, but Anthony Davis was very upset and very angry. And the only thing I say is, and I'm not too being harsh on him or whatnot, but if you're going to be angry and calling out teammates <laughs> and calling out those things, you play the next game. You show them what's going yeah, on. I kind, of, I kind of felt that same way, Gerald. Yeah. So don't, I mean, that just it irritates me a little bit. Obviously it's AD and I love him and I've got his jersey behind me and whatnot. But yeah. when you go and but you he, talk he still about, ranks last in the defensive ratings of the Lakers And, and you players. keep mentioning, and I want you to keep <laughs> mentioning until that, until that changes, but when you walk, when you talk the talk, Sean, you got to walk the walk as well. Yep. Oh, no, no, absolutely. I agree, Gerald. I agree. Um, on the other hand, I would rather him sit out with an abductor strain than somebody hit him really hard with that injury and suddenly it's a torn abdominal muscle and, you know, he's out till April. So I think we have to balance out, you know, what, and he was also self-reflective of himself. He realizes that he's not playing the kind of defense that he normally plays with. There's always a comparison between Anthony and KG, and I felt that's kind of unfair because KG played with a shall we say, um, veneer of ferocity. But he was really a puppy dog, as as Kenyon Martin and, and other bigs like to say. Anthony plays with a quiet intensity. He, he normally is not demonstrable with, with frustration. Uh, on the other hand, we also need to point out that Dennis is integrating himself as the one, and Anthony feels that he needs a good point guard in order to have adequate rim protection. He talked about how Drew Holiday was was at times a savior for him because he could keep guys in front of him and you couldn't trap the Pelicans in the mid post. So I think we're seeing, like Tom said, an integration of new, of new um, pieces and we just need to be patient. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show 
and the PCC multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it facebook stars not ninja stars okay i know how some people take things literally so don't throw ninja stars at us but like the facebook stars click on those that's what we want that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Like Laker Tom says, you know, these first 15 to 20 games, this is a feeling out process for all these teams because this is their condensed version of training camp. But when it comes down to it, you have Laker Tom, LeBron James handling the ball majority of the time in crunch time. And he has a tendency to do things like this as far as frustrate you, as far as just thinking that, you know what? I'm 0-4 from the three-point area, but you know what? I'll make this one. I'll make this 30-footer and do it. try to go ahead and do that at the wrong time or miss those easy free throws when you need him to go ahead and focus on the most. It's kind of frustrating. It's those little things sometimes, but right. again, when it comes down to it in the playoffs and the finals, he's proven time and time again that his, he's been able to come through. It's just sometimes those little things when it comes it's to It's sort of like settling for a three in a preseason game. Yeah. You no, know, That's really the way I looked at it in that particular case. Um, he did make that one sensational drive that was a really physical play that the – But you want him driving. We're claiming was an uh, offensive foul, and I was actually a little worried that the uh, coach might challenge that one because it it could well have been an offensive foul. Well, the only thing that saves him is the guy's out of position. So when you, you run into a guy who's out of position and backing up, that's rarely ever called an offensive foul. You know, it, the guy's got to be stationary in order to get that call. It's kind of interesting. I, I thought what I thought was really odd was the, the rotations that uh, Frank played because he put the best 14th man in the league in the game. <laughs> in, uh, and, and it was great to see uh, some good action there and, and boy, uh, I mean, Dubs knows how to take advantage and get the team revved up on the bench. You know, as he finishes the uh, finishes a play with a great play, and he runs back, runs back as if he just won the NCAA championship. So it was good to see that. And 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 uh, you know, I still feel like these games are strange. You know, that we're losing at home or we're having close games at home. There is no home crowd. There is no home field of Staples. Even NBA League Pass has the doggone Chicago Bulls announcers calling a game at Staples Center instead of the Lakers announcers. And it seems so, you know, so strange to me. And we're all out of town, so we're all probably looking at the NBA League Pass view of the game rather than rather than Spectrum Sports with all of the Laker guys on there. So we just have to hang on and dig through these things and hope that the team will continue to grow and and do a better job and 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 we'll see some some victories. You know, we we sure have gone into a spell here where the last two games have been struggles after after a pretty good road trip. You know, so all we can do is be patient, man. 
Any good things, any good signs for the game tonight that you saw, Sean? I just want to go ahead and get some a little bit more things in on the game before we discuss the rest of the league right now. Uh, you know what, you know what, Gerald? I, I, I like you said before. I, um, I'm like I'm still liking Dennis Schroeder's aggressiveness. It's just it, it hasn't met halfway with the efficiency. Maybe we're looking for. With him being clutch three though, clutch three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's slowly. He's not afraid to take that shot, which is what you really love. Yeah, he's he's. It's gut check time with him. He's a gut check. And I would have rather had him take it than LeBron take that last one, frankly. Well, again, it just comes down to a point where the Lakers are now having two players out there, even when AD is not out there that have the confidence and belief in themselves. And that's something I've told you from the beginning since he started with the team that I liked, it's going to come to the point where he's going to make you angry. And it might come to the point where he might take that final shot and, and make everyone angry, but you know what? That's what you want from Dennis Schroeder. You want someone that's going to wave off from time to time, LeBron and say, you know what? I want to take this myself because I want yeah. to help the team win just as bad as you do. And that's the kind of things you want to see with new arrivals. You don't want to see them just all say, you know what, you know, LeBron, go ahead. You're the man every time out, but you know what? I'm going to take over Vincent. Uh, I want to go ahead and tell you right now. I appreciate the question. And thank you so much for watching. AD was out tonight with an abductor injury. Is that correct? Abductor injury. Yeah. Just basically he was taking the night off, which I think we had issues with earlier after he was so angry the night before about the way they play defense, but he was uh, held out of today's game. I have a feeling he'll be back strong for Sunday's game in Houston. So I don't think that'll be something that's going to be too long lasting. Just to give you an idea. Did they give an update on KCP? When he's he was gonna... out for the same thing. The ankle is still sore. Okay. So he so, was announced about an hour ahead of the game. Same as, same as AD. KCP. Yeah. Okay. So KCP is going to be out for, for a little while longer, but it was good to see. Alex Caruso back, uh, you know, he's second game now. Thought he'd be a little winded because he, you know, he's just getting back in the mix. Been we shooting did well. Yeah, shooting well. LeBron did get fatigued. I think that was part of the issues, I think, yeah. even though he still wanted to command the game. He, playing back-to-back at 36, those are when you start to see the cracks when it comes to LeBron is, is the back-to-back game. You do see a little bit of fatigue with him on that, but – Again, the Lakers were able to point out, and thank you for the thumbs up. We truly appreciate it. And thank you for the great question, Vincent. We truly appreciate that as well. But again, the Lakers did sneak out 117, 115. They are now on top of the Western Conference <laughs> right now at seven and three, which again, we thought was a, a little bit earlier than we thought it would be because we thought maybe, okay, they'll gain it back once they're in Houston. But you know what? They got it back real quick because of the surprise in Detroit as Detroit beat the Phoenix Suns. And then the Golden State Warriors came back with a second half comeback when they were down by as much as 18 to 20 to the Clippers. And they ended up beating the Clippers. And there's a Clipper joke in there somewhere as far as the second half comeback is concerned. But I'll just go ahead and leave it at that. But yes, the Lakers lead right now and are atop the Western Conference. But before we head on out, guys, I wanted to ask you this, and I mentioned it earlier. Is there a surprise out there in the NBA, whether it's good or whether it's bad? Sean, I'm going to start with you. Is there a surprise team out there for you right now in the NBA? Public enemy number one right now is the Milwaukee Bucks. They are didn't play like them tonight. No, 
No. Five and four. Um, five and four. Five and four. Um, the integration of Drew Holiday is really interesting right now. Um, Chris Middleton is averaging more assists than Drew Holiday. And if you told me that at the beginning of the year, I would say things are probably underachieving in Milwaukee. For Drew Holiday, and I do consider him a top 10 point guard to not be averaging more than, you know, I'd say seven, eight assists on that team, right? With the amount of offensive weaponry they have, with guys like Chris Middleton and Giannis being able to get their own shot, you would think Mike Budenholzer would defer a little bit to Drew and his expertise at the position, but that doesn't look like it's happening. And if if they keep playing this way, they're going to flame out in the playoffs like they did last year. Well, let me ask you this. Who comes off the bench for them is, and is consistent as a score? Because I didn't see it tonight, and that's happened on more than one occasion where it just goes past DiVincenzo, and that's pretty much it. And DiVincenzo now is a starter for them, so you're now questioning who is going to come off the bench to give them any kind of consistent firepower, and they're just not getting it right now. That's obviously something that they can remedy with some trades and whatnot, but as of now, I think that's their Achilles heel. They look great on the starting five. But after that, it's kind of iffy at best. Agreed, 100%. Tom, did you have a surprise team, whether it's good or whether it's bad? Did you have a surprise team for so far after eight, nine, in our case, 10 games right now in the NBA? Surprise conference, the Eastern Conference, because I think they've got several teams that really have played better than I expected. Uh I'm at the top of the list of the 76ers. They've got two players who, who are probably top 10 players in the league in, in Embiid and uh, Simmons, but they've always seemed to have to struggle to put teams around them. Doc Rivers got fired from the Clippers, but he seems to have them fairly well motivated. Um, they're doing well. They're, they have the best record in the league, and uh, you have to say that uh, at this point in time, they're a surprise because most people had them you know, fourth or fifth in the East. The other team that I really like a lot is uh, are the Indiana Pacers. Their new coach has done a terrific job. And, uh, you know, this is a team where they were nothing but question marks. You know, was they were trying, there was all sorts of trade offers being made for, for Miles Turner and the big questions about whether or not he could stay on the floor playing alongside Sabonis. Um, and, then, and then Victor Oladipo basically was a guy who, a lot of prognosticators basically said was untradeable. And I wished all summer long, or not all summer, all off season long, that the Lakers might've made a deal to get Victor because I thought it was a perfect opportunity to get a guy when, you know, when, when his trade value is low enough that you might actually be able to pull off the deal, but he's playing well. Uh, Sabonis and Turner are, are playing well together and, and they, you know, the, the, that's a good team. They're, they're going to be more difficult than people really think. Uh, Brogdon, you know, they they just have they just have all of the pieces. Um, and then the one team that that I haven't seen play yet, which is the Magic, are also doing well. And they've lost uh, full. Not, not so tonight. Not so tonight. Did and they then, lose tonight? Yeah, and then they lost also as well. Markel Fultz for the entire season. Oh, so that's right. I forgot about Markel. That's a shame because he was really. Talk about getting a steal there. They they took a gamble on Markell and and 
you know, hopefully it'll still pay off in the long run for them. But, uh, you know, when you, when you look at the records of the teams there, four of the uh, top 10 teams and in, in, four of the top five teams on record-wise are from the Eastern Conference, which you wouldn't expect. And the Bucks aren't one of them. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going I'm to pose my surprise team for the NBA. I'm going to pose it in two different ways, and I'm hit you up with both of that. Let me start with you, Sean. Okay, here's the first thing in with my surprise team. All right, with this team, they're four and four, and which you have believed before the start of the season, with the kind of roster they have right now, that the Oklahoma City Thunder would be four and four at 500 in a Western Conference playoff spot right now, with basically Shea Gilgis Alexander and everyone else against the world it's just seemingly him against the world each and every time out so let me ask you this are you surprised at oklahoma city thunder right now at four and four 100 percent, gerald 100 percent. um that's a really young team um i think in the offseason we talked about you know maybe in in two or three years shea gilgis alexander and lou dortz um become um an integral uh, top 10 backcourt for the NBA. And my God, after that performance in the playoffs, it, it seems like Lou Dortz has a lot of confidence with the shot, whether it goes in or not. And um, Shake Gilders Alexander, what can you say about him? I, I, if I was a Clippers, I would not have traded him. But hey, the Clippers are going to clip. But yeah, you're right. Hey, they true. are a surprise team. They are a surprise team, and, and four and four, I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I thought maybe two and six, maybe three and seven after 10 games for Oklahoma City if the ball bounced their way once or twice, but they're playing hard, man. I mean, you get think about all the talent that they've traded away right recently as far as the Clippers with SGA, uh, Shandry Lamont, uh, Landry Shamit, and then also as well, you've got Tobias Harris, who's playing well this year after he kind of struggled his first year in Philadelphia. But Laker Tom, if you're Oklahoma City, who is your consistent number two guy? I don't think they'll last very long. I think I think that what we're seeing is the unbubble. You know, these are the this is again some teams, especially teams that are very young, uh, have an opportunity just like the Miami Heat had in the bubble that they're in the unbubble now, which is got a, still a lot of the same exact things that you had in the bubble. You know, you don't have fans. You don't have. You don't really have a home court advantage. The travel schedule is totally different, and the and the schedule is definitely compressed. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're having a, a podcast every night. You know, I tell my wife what the schedule is for the podcast, and she throws her hands up in the air. You know, saying what? again, again, exactly. You know, so uh, you throw in the preseason element of the first few games. I mean, you know, like. Like, I love what, what Julius Randle's doing with the Knicks. I've been trying to figure out, now how could we get Julius Randle back, you know, uh, on the Lakers? I have always loved Julius, and I thought that when he really focused on playing some hard defense, that he could be a small ball five that would be just dynamite in the league. So, you know, you got a lot of teams that are surprising everybody, you know? And I think that, I think a big part of it is that it's the unbubble. You know, it's it's just taking the bubble and putting it out in, all of the cities and, you know, and, and now we've got, you know, things like the 76ers where they won't even be able to, you know, I mean, I, I find this kind of odd that if you have one or two players that have COVID or some sort of 
contract tracing situation, you're probably going to lose. But if you got half your team that way, they just cancel the game and reschedule it. So it's almost like, you know, let's let's get everybody infected at once and you you probably can end up just having, you know, like one game like some of these teams did at the start of the season where they only had one game on their schedule and that's all they played. Other teams were like four and one, three and one, and you know, and 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 OKC at the start of the season was like had only you know well had only one game that was played. That was thank people. you to the uh, Houston Rockets. That was because of Houston Rockets, right? But still, it's you know, it's it's just it's an odds. It's not. This is again just like the bubble, an unprecedented season. And when you throw in the compressed schedule, the short off season, and so forth, everything is going to be strange. Go ahead, John. Gerald, I was just going to mention on a footnote about the COVID issues. Um, it should be known right now that Texas is having a hell of a time getting this thing under control. And in another league right now, the Dallas Stars have dealt with a huge outbreak of COVID yeah, within their that organization. I and I, if I was Mark Cuban right now, I'd be on pins and needles hoping that by – whatever means uh, mask wearing social distancing that it doesn't infect the Mavs right now because, because they play in the same there. arena. Right. And right now the Mavs are headed on an upward trajectory in the Western conference. And if COVID got into that organization right now, I think they would take a hit Gerald. As you said, oh, yeah. they're going to be some COVID hits. Before the season's over. Oh yeah, you're so gonna see that. Your teams take four or five games and just get obliterated because of I, it. I, I told you it was gonna happen. It was an easy call. You could see that. You could see it forming. You know that's what happens. I wish they would have all. To be honest with you, okay, you're not gonna play in a bubble. Then all the teams fly over to New Zealand, play. You know, <laughs> stay quarantine for a month in New Zealand. Then you're able to go ahead and. Yeah. Roam the countryside in New Zealand, no problem, because they've got their act together and they've got it all right. Yeah, but, but everybody's got bubble fatigue. But then it would have been kind of bubble, but an island, you know, type bubble. You know, you're at least right. able to go ahead and do things and experience things there. But you know, yeah, it's not a good place to have a team now either. You know, I mean, uh, I have business dealings with people in LA, and and three of the three of the four people that I had meetings tentative meetings with this week I ended up saying I wasn't going to have an in person meeting it was going to have to be by zoom but three other people of the four people that were going to be involved in these meetings are now isolating because they were exposed to somebody who was positive that's and, uh, not very good news and I'm sorry to hear that no, it's you know I mean and my my nephew's got it uh you know, it's just, it's just a scary thing, you know, because you, you know, I mean. And then Seth Curry. For I don't even want my wife to go to the grocery store. You know, I mean, it's really difficult. It's you, you just, yeah. you know, we go to, we, we have a target near us. That's almost empty at night. That's the only place we go to shop anymore. Well, I just will say this, Seth Curry, he's tested positive and how much their contract tracing they're going to be doing with Philadelphia. So that could leave that team in somewhat apparel. We haven't heard an official well, announcement. Six players on the roster that can play. Yeah, yeah. as far as if they're going to be starting to cancel games and whatnot. But we'll see about that coming up here probably this weekend. It's going to be very concerning for a lot of teams right now, what's going on. 
you know the situation going on in Brooklyn where several players were also out as well. And then, of course, you know, the mysterious personal leave for uh, Kyrie Irving. I didn't want to play. Yeah, he just didn't want to play. But then again, they won. That was just a very telling sign there. I think people in Boston could have told you that. But I will say this, that it's going to be a concern for everyone, including Lakers fans down the road, obviously in their own lives. But when it comes to following the Lakers, because it's something that we have to be aware of as we continuously go along. So please be patient with these teams. They're trying to do things the right way. They're trying to do things the safe way. And unfortunately, it's going to lead with now not being in a bubble to these types of instances, no matter how careful, no matter how safe you are. It just 2020 it just, is not over. It's in yeah. overtime. Yeah. It's in overtime the, yeah. from 2020. Yeah, it is indeed. But please, we're going to go ahead and try and get through this this season as best we can. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. We're going to be with you here after the game on Sunday for the post-game wrap-up. But before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and give you the floor on what you're working on for Lakerholics.com. And before I do... I do want to thank JB Ellis and also Taylor Phillips for liking our videos, the Lakers videos, not just tonight, but in previous times. I've seen both your names come up, so we truly appreciate you liking our videos on Facebook Live. Also as well, everybody who watches and catches us on YouTube. And of course, we've got some great episodes there on Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcasts, including a wrap-up. Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and I did this week you got to catch that because we go in detail, not only on the NBA, but how well the rookies this season in the NBA are doing, some of the good ones, some of the bad ones, and also what's upcoming for the NBA draft, the prospects so far that, that he's liking. And he mentioned a couple that were not on anyone's radar a couple of weeks ago that are now starting to pop up. So if you get a chance, check that out wherever you get your podcasts. But before we head on out, guys, I do want to go ahead and give you the updates out there on what's going on with Lakerholics.com. And there's no better person to start with than Sean. So, Sean, Mr. Magic Man, let us know what you're doing at Lakerholics.com. Well, Gerald, doing some deep scrubbing on the stats and the uh, five-player lineups this year for the Lakers. I'm deep Um, scrubbing. I'm deep scrubbing. (laughs) It looks as though LeBron... AD and Marcus all do have chemistry already together. I, oh, yeah, I know case... LeBron can't stop talking about Marcus all and his passing, which is good. Just doesn't right. talk about his defense. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he and doesn't. that's not great for a, a former defensive player of the year, but need I digress? No, I, I think, you know what? I think, you know what, Gerald, I think as far as that's concerned, do you see moving forward, maybe AD taking a bigger responsibility 
when Marcus All is on a more athletic four, it, it just seems like unless we get another body in there, AD is going to have to sacrifice some offense for defense moving forward. If, if something Mark has continues. to change, you don't have the athletic fives that you once did last year, and that's going to be an issue going forward. I know Laker Tom and I went early on about this, but there are some telling signs. I like Marcus All when he's out there on offense because even though he doesn't get you a point some some games, he still facilitates the offense, takes some of the load off of LeBron, and that's very interesting to see all the kind of new sets that they run with Marcus All, almost like the point at the top of the key. But again, it comes down to a defense, which was our calling card last year. I'm not expecting it to get into now, but at some point when you want to go ahead and put down the metal, you got to go ahead and be able to play that type of defense. So I just want to make sure that we're able to go ahead and do that. And I'm not 100% sure on that end of the floor, simply because Laker Tom has noted, I've noted the rotations just can't be there as long as Marcus Gasol is not being able to give you what you need on that end of the floor. I think oh, it's absolutely. also the factor that, I think people have a misconception of of what AD's game is and what kind of player he is. Mm-hmm. Because he yeah, you can you can see him against certain matchups dominate underneath and and dunk the ball time after time and make quick moves to get to the basket and so forth. But there may not be a player that I see on the floor on the laying on the court more often than than AD does. And he, he doesn't have, you know, as, as Chick would say, he doesn't have enough in the back pocket to handle most of these guys. He's not going to be the guy who's going to stop Embiid from backing him down underneath and dunking the ball. And in many ways, it's, it's why I always wanted to get a guy like Miles Turner, who is a real excellent defensive center who could also stretch the floor offensively. Um, Gasol's big value is that he draws the other center out beyond the beyond the three-point line and opens up the room for LeBron and so forth to attack. But eventually people understand that if you don't shoot the ball when you're out there, then you're no longer that three-point threat. You know, you've got to have gravity. Gravity comes from taking shots. Guys who don't even make high percentages, if they continue to take those shots, they develop a certain gravity because you don't want to give them – three counts a lot more than two, and you don't want to give them a three. A lot of guys who don't shoot good free throws actually can be pretty good three-point shooters. So the Lakers basically have have bet upon wanting to deal with the pick and rolls without having the drop coverage. And they basically are hedging, they're hedging and, and doubling and, and trying to trying to create rotations that can make up for this and challenge shots everywhere and not give up those easy shots at, at that the teams have generally gotten. And I think it's, it'll improve as we move on to the season. They're committed to that now. Um, and in many ways, we're still seeing lineups out there that Frank is putting out there because he wants to see who, who can play together, who fits together. We're also seeing them play defenses that sometimes they should change just simply because of the personnel that they're playing against, you know? But they're still working hard on making sure that they can they can do this this type of rotations that they have in mind and hedging on those pick and rolls. And Frank is going to keep playing that for until the team gets it because it is 
how we won the championship. It's the style of defense we played with Marquise and AD and LeBron. And it's a style of defense that we're playing all regular season now. Um, and they basically made a decision that it didn't make sense to stay with, with, with McGee and Howard and play drop coverage and then switch it all off into the playoffs and play a whole different type of coverage. Instead, they said, listen, we found out in the playoffs, what's our formula for winning? This is how AD plays best. He is not a low post bang center. You might want him to be, but he doesn't want to do that. And he's not going to do that. And he doesn't really do it that well because he just doesn't have, you know, he's, He's he doesn't have that strength. And tall and lanky, and he's not the guy who's got he's got the low bot lower body like Shaq does, who can pound people down low. You know, he's going to out jump them and and basically out quick them. He's a finesse center. He's not a power center, um, and so he's happier playing fours. And 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 Frank is willing to tell him to go out there and shoot five threes a game or ten threes a game. You know, so it's a whole different style that we're trying to adjust for. I do agree with you, Gerald, that we're missing a piece, though. You know, we need we needed, you know, I, I wish that we had gone after after some of those guys out there who could have filled that role better, especially especially the guy the Rockets got. I mean, he's looked he's you know, he has looked terrific so far. And he's exactly the kind of Christian player that would, we, would we should have we should have gone after Christian because he would have been a perfect fit alongside of LeBron. Still in that uh, and, and you, exactly you know. a year ago. A year yeah. ago, I was telling you that. Man, I was just reading the, the other day that the, the Pistons offered him $8 million. I mean, can you believe that they would take a guy with that talent and insult him with an $8 million offer? And, I'm, yeah, maybe they did beat the Clippers tonight, but really, that's just crazy. Well, no, they beat the Suns tonight. But God. if you're saying he was correct and they only offered him $8 million for – Christian Wood, and in his place, you're starting. Mason and they had bird rights, you know. Well, they, they didn't have bird rights. Well, no, but, but they had cap space. They yeah, had, they had cap space. And, but, instead, but they took that eight million dollars and got it on a bargain of Mason Plumley. Okay, excuse me, I'm not saying I'm just being <laughs> just when I say that, but yeah, just right. it's it kind of a step down when you go from Christian Wood and the level that he's playing at. In fact, he scored twenty and led the Houston Rockets with Harden on the floor led the Rockets to the 30-point win over Orlando tonight. So I don't know, almost a 40-point win per se. But, yeah, it's just something that I think that people have to figure out going forward as far as who's going to start stepping up. But right now, you know what, big win or not, I didn't get it, but I still was able to taste this chocolate milk because the Lakers did win 117-115. to They head on to Houston on Sunday, and we're going to be back for that game coming up. Yes, we'll see Christian Wood indeed, and hopefully Laker Tom and I won't be saying, man, again, I wish we had gotten Christian Wood because he scored 30 on us. But I'm hoping that. But, again, it's a back-to-back in Houston, so we'll see what happens. James Harden, John Wall, who's playing really well. He's also got to get some props. Uh, I was mentioning it to you, like I said the other day, Eric Carable saying that he was a do-not-draft, do-not-get-him, do-not-get-him-under-any-circumstances.